season two, episode two, two. 2022. Yeah. That's the two. That rhyme, that rhymes. Um, so uh, we have a special pirate in the building today. Yeah, had to replace one of the pirates. No, you don't make this hard, she ain't never coming back. No, no, she's coming back. <laughs> stepping in, stepping in temporarily. Yeah. Temporarily. Yes. Um, if you hadn't noticed, our beloved Zahra is in Djibouti attending the International Somali Awards, which we will talk Ooh. about momentarily. Um, but, um, well, I guess you guys have to introduce yourselves first because you are the pirates. Oh, hi, my name is Ikran. <laughs> Don't mind me, Faze. I'm very awkward when it comes to this. No, you're, you're the funniest one, so it's okay. <laughs> Go on. Parrot number two. I'm Pfizer. I'm stepping in today for Sahara. And I'm really excited to be on the podcast because I actually listen. I'm a fan. So it's like a fan being oh, on the podcast. You're going to listen to yourself this week. I know. So, you know I, hate, I hate the sound of my voice. That's going to be so awkward. But shout out to Sahara living her best life in Djibouti right now in the International Somali Awards. I know. Amazing. I know. So, yeah, happy to be here. Munira. And it's me, the Caribbean, Manira. So, yes, welcome, welcome. Obviously, Zahara will give us, like, her full-on rundown of the International Somali Awards when she gets back. But um, I, for one, I'm not a Somali. However, I have attended every single International Somali Awards thus far, working the red carpet. You may have seen me there, pulling your dress out to make sure it looks fabulous, <laughs> darling, straightening the carpet for you. <laughs> Yeah, you used the red carpet, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about something like the International Somali Awards even existing? I think... Should I go? No, yeah, go on. I think, honestly, it's been incredible to see how it's grown. Because, obviously, I used to work on the International Somali Awards with the team. But this year is just something else, in my opinion. Amazing. It's just beyond incredible. And I think them bringing it back to East Africa. Yes, just, yes, yes. yes. Uh, it's brought a certain different, like, energy and a vibe yes. to it. And it's like, it's the same. Uh, London's always been good and exciting. <coughs> but Djibouti has just been just above, I don't know, like, just watching everyone's videos and snaps. Mm. It's been amazing. So... I think it's going to go up beyond and better, but I think it's just so important for the community just to have something to look up to and to yeah. feel like they're represented in terms of excellence. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Khan? Well, I've never been. I've not been invited yet. I'm joking. Well, I had a... Honey, none of us have been invited. We've been like working. Do, do you know, I've is, never been a guest. No, I was going to go. I was going to go, but unfortunately, a few other things come up <coughs> that I couldn't... Um, we call that going. being booked and busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there was a few things that was really important that I couldn't go. But um, it was it looked really fun. I, I remember when it first started and it was really exciting. And it just, it, like uh, Faisal said, it really grew. And I'm excited. Hopefully, next year, they'll they'll take it to Somalia, maybe. Djibouti's all right, but you know. So Obviously, there's safety, oh, safety, there's safety <laughs> concerns surrounding that, though. And, you know, elections and everything going on at the moment. you got to be very careful. Yeah, that's the thing true. is, in parts of Somalia, it could happen. Mm. Yeah. But it have to be really, really well organised. Like in Djibouti, they've taken them on like tourist activities. Yeah. They've got on the whole feel. So it could happen. Like I could see that happening in different parts of Somalia. But in certain parts, yeah, the safety and security thing would be a concern. But... Mm. And I guess it would have to dream, be a lot of work yeah. To, to, yeah. To, to secure that. But... I mean, Djibouti's close enough, man. No, no, no. Djibouti's <laughs> definitely close enough, and it looks really beautiful. Oh, I'm not saying. Like, it looks I know, amazing. I, 
bit jealous I should have just threw away all my other appointments but is what it is alhamdulillah but um what was going to say I'm not going to I'm not saying oh, it's just now but hopefully in the next few years you like you know yeah I can, and I can see the uh, the international Somali was getting bigger and bigger so yeah I mean I definitely from the first one till now and then also I think it was really good to do it in Djibouti now as well because obviously last year's one didn't happen mm-hmm. so it's like you have to come back bigger and better yeah, and yeah. what better way than to actually go to the motherland yeah. yeah and also I think it was nice to give opportunities to people who are there yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of opportunities for them to attend the event it might be that you know that's surely by having the event there they've given money to businesses there do you yeah. get what I mean it's helped um, and it's going to encourage more tourism all of that kind of stuff so I think it's good to actually if when you're celebrating a particular community to then give to that community at the same time so i think it was i think it was fantastic that it was over there obviously the inner details zahara will have to give you guys when she, she returns and um yeah but yeah big up to the team that delivered it Just yes massive well done international Whoa, somali awards so. team you did well. You did well. Whoever was working the red carpet, I hope he. I hope he did my job properly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, Manera. <laughs> I take that carpet very seriously. Oh my god, I remember, people get so annoyed when you tell them to stand somewhere and take their pictures at the right time. Yeah, <clears throat> literally, because people want to come back twenty four seven. Remember, like, yeah. And then you got to tell them you got to move on. Like, you can't yeah, people are very serious about it. It's, and you know why? We're so fussy about pictures as a people. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So you could take 16 pictures for somebody and then they'll be like, oh, can I go back? No, the queue's for me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the queue's for me. You have to go. Oh my God. Take your picture and go. Or then you see some one person who's on the red carpet and then three of their brothers are like, oh, yeah, let me take a picture another of you. One. And then another one comes. And you don't want to ruin people's nights. But equally, yeah. you've got like, I remember sometimes I take loads of pictures and I'd see you standing there like, can you move? What are you doing? And I'm sorry. Because the people queuing are like, when are we going? Can I, can I take my picture? But I missed that vibe though. We missed out on it this yeah, year. But anyway, I know definitely. this is not the topic of the That's podcast, not the topic, yes. Well but done. Yeah. So shall we move into our well actually how are you? How are you guys? What's going on in your lives? What's mm. going on, Ikan? I'll let you lot talk about your day first. <laughs> Why are you throwing it back to us? Do you know it is, yeah. I just uh, my week was going so well and then it just kinda like whoop went down. Why? I don't know, it's just loads of Wahala. Well, yeah, a lot of wahala. You and rent, rent. Yeah, it's, no, it was just like work. Work was so like this week was just so calm, mm-hmm. and then I don't know for some reason yesterday and today was just all over the place. And then my sister's given a bath, so she, so she was um, felt like she was in pain and stuff like that. Yeah. So that that was extra. Would you call it? Um, by the time this episode's out, the baby will probably be here. Inshallah, inshallah happy, and healthy. Yeah, inshallah. May Allah make it easy for her. I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah. So she's had a rough time, but then obviously looking after the kids, it was just the week was just bare long. Like I felt the pressure today. You felt the pressure. Yeah, I felt the pressure today, and then I was just like, you know what? No. The weekend's here now. You can just decompress. Go and chill. No. She don't know how to decompress. All she knows how to do is. Are you working this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you working? I work on the weekend. Oh my god! So you're not having any downtime, basically. Basically, yeah. You know how to plan. It's just not working out. I think I need to like. 
I, I mean, I, I I don't have anything to say because we warned you about yeah, this. Yeah, she did. They did warn <laughs> This one, she can't told. take stress. Yeah, and I can't take stress, and I pressure myself to do a, a hundred million things. Imagine that's too I much. I really don't like me, you know. Uh, who's working yeah. seven days a week? Yeah, and also like the pressure. You're a mum as well. I, mean, mm. I don't want to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a mum as well. To, uh, I feel yeah. like it's a lot. Seven yeah. days, and then on top of that, you've got another full time job. Yes. It's like I just say to myself, um, it's only for a couple of months. It's okay, you you, you can make it. That's what I just tell myself. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Tight your waist. Yeah, that's 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 the vibe. That's her favorite line. It's on tie your waist. But too much, you're gonna choke, sister. Exactly. It's cutting into her. It's cutting into her body. She's completely from the floor. I'm gonna be like, I told you so. Exactly. It won't be me picking you up because I warned you. You don't listen. No, but yeah, I I think I need to slow it down. Yeah, you do. You need to. You need to relaxation. How was yeah. your week, Fanza? Do you know what? I'm gonna echo what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So for me, oh, no. I've just had like. So I've come back from. I started a new job in November. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like you know when you, you get the first month you're like going through induction. It's very slow, calm, cool, whatever. Yeah. Then it's Christmas times, and that everyone obviously is gone and disappeared and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I've come back first week of January. It's like things are picking up. I had some things I knew. I had to do mm. and it's the second week and it's just gone bang everyone it's like everyone's suddenly woken up and yeah. has realized that they're at work oh my god and i've so, got to do this yeah and so it's just been a, it's not been bad it's like a nice challenge but it's been a lot to yeah, yeah. you know yeah. you're coming out of that slow period, period but and january is very long january's like yeah. five weeks you know honey i am oh broke god. let me tell you that <laughs> i think we all are free <laughs> literally one of my friends was like in december she goes it's five weeks till we get paid and I remember thinking, what the hell? I think it was like the 17th. Yeah. Yeah. 17th or the 20 something. Yeah. Like, you've got five weeks till you get paid. You get paid. Yeah, like, January's like the longest month. I ever. get paid mid month, alhamdulillah. But it's the same difference anyway. But nah, honey, skid roll. Struggling. <laughs> struggling out here. Skid roll. <laughs> but also, I get why we, I think it's great that we get paid early, but also it's painful as well. Yeah. Because by mm. the time you get to January, it's just, I don't, I don't know. Especially because we're all doing enjoyment the whole of December. Yeah. And not thinking about, even though you know it's coming. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to do whatever. But that's, you know what? Sometimes you've got to live like that, you know? It's not everyday sensible. <laughs> sometimes reckless. Yeah. Play now and cry later, basically. But yeah, yeah no, sometimes. <laughs> you can't live your whole life like that. I agree. But don't you get bored of being sensible sometimes? I do. Yeah. I do. Sometimes you're reckless. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? you just got to do what you got to do. I'm going to spend now, my last 20 quid. Yeah. I, I don't know where the rest is coming from. <laughs> Money comes and goes. That's the kind of things you have to tell yourself. Sometimes you do though, because otherwise you're just going to get stuck in that like, oh, I need to be sensible. I need to save and all that. Yeah. And you have no, Next no thing you know, I'm in my rocking chair talking about shoulda, coulda, woulda. Exactly. No, no, no. You live one life, you know? One life. No, 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 exactly. Make it count. Jamna, I won't have to, inshallah, if I get there, I won't have to be thinking about 20 pound, my last 20 pound. <laughs> Infinite money, exactly. So yeah. But other than that, really good week. I mean, that's not bad. It's just been a different adjustment. Basically, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. But yeah, so far so good. Nothing to really complain about. But what What about you, 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 Manira? First full week back at school. The kids are definitely starting to, you know, act up, um, as expected. So you know, is that because they've been away for? For Christmas, they've been just... away. Also, there's a lot of new rules at my school at the moment that some of them are trying to push back on, you know. So it's having to kind of show them that, you know, you don't run things around here. Mm. Um, yeah, had assembly this week. My assembly went pretty well, I think. 
Um, yeah, like Pfizer messaged me and said, "Is your yeah. school a private school?" I'm dead. Can I just say? Do you know where my school is? I can't even say. Trust me, it's not a private school. I'm sorry. Let me just for your listeners explain why that assembly hall looks like a theatre. It's a conference it, hall, like for the staff. Yeah, so we have like everything gets done in there. The drum performances, assembly, staff meetings, everything. It's saying. a one size fits all. Yeah, that I've never seen. Like, did yeah, it looks really nice. I saw it. It's yeah. like a theater. It's like a uni. I'm surprised it's in. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised it's in that yes. area. I'm surprised you've got that in your school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually rude. First of all, respect <laughs> us. You, I don't. You, you can't take the name was. of my school. But hey, if you you but basically, I just looked at. It, I was like, I've never seen. Like, does she teach in a private school? I don't understand. It's just so, no, like... I wouldn't make it in a private school. That's a compliment school. to your school, you know? And that's just... Or I mean, maybe it's because We my have a nice so building. Yeah. The building is really nice. Um, but, but it's a rented building. The school doesn't own it. Interesting. Yeah, that's a new thing. Uh, I think Tony Blair in, introduced that under his uh, government, government PFI schools. So some schools have really, really old buildings. And all the schools that you see with the new buildings, yeah. they don't own it. They rent it, really? which is also really, really bad because the rent is so high. Um, so how, what's the Department of Education's paying But for that? the good thing about it is that, so like really, really old schools, the reason why the schools are so old, they're often really cold, there's no heating and stuff, yeah. is because the schools can't actually afford to do any repairs. Whereas when you don't own the school and you rent it, you can literally complain about every little thing and they have to fix every little thing. Do you see what have, I mean? We used to have an old building so, like that. Yeah. It, was the mass, it was the mass place. It was mass and English. It always yeah. used to be there. So... My school was it wasn't this building before. Then they got a new building built, okay. but it's it's a rented building. A lot of schools are in rented buildings at the moment. But they, yeah, it's pros and cons both. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, that's why some schools that you see are really old, rundown, ragged. I'm thinking about my secondary school. Yeah. I was just like, I've never even in like they had like this exclusive area for like where you'd have like yeah. sixth form events and stuff. Did you go to a like, private school? No, I went oh. to a state school. But still, I've never seen. When she told me it was a public, no, we call it state schools here. Yeah, I was like. I don't understand. Why is their school so nice? Yeah, no, it's a new building, but we just don't own it. Okay. Very good. It's great for the students, though. It's great. It's nice for the kids, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no. This week, yeah, alhamdulillah, the week, I think it went pretty quickly. It went... So I wasn't really... Yeah, and school was school. School was schooling. I got bare work to do, though, I'm not going to lie to you, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Well, is your weekends that's it? Yeah, like I've I worked a little bit last weekend. I'm gonna have to do some work this weekend. I'm just taking L's all over town. <laughs> Tell me about it. Taking L's all and over can't town. Can't even really enjoy your weekend because you'll be in bed like thinking about that work that you have to do. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? My job. Uh, one thing that I will tell you that I get at work is mm. jokes. Yeah. So it makes my experience even the days when it's stressful yeah it just makes it even more like out of nowhere a kid will do something that's just like you just you're rolling on the floor and then you're like do you know what that was worth it that was worth it like my little pick me student yeah oh my god <laughs> can we even talk about that yeah uh, so to, one of my kids that. One, <laughs> so i teach religious education and i was teaching the kids about uh, the Christian perspective of leadership and how they base their model of leadership on, you know, Jesus and how Jesus was a servant leader and he gave for the people, he was a man of the people, he washed his disciples' feet, this and that and blah, blah. And one of my students put his hand up and said, Miss, um, it's giving, pick me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not, not now. Jesus. I didn't. It's so crazy. The thing is, stuff laughed because it was. I laughed and I was like, oh. yeah, <laughs> because I thought you can't say things like you that. You can't. It's so funny. It's, it's giving so pick me. You actually <laughs> have social media. Social media has really has been finished. The children, yeah, finito. You know, this week I kept thinking about it and I just want to laugh every time I think. Because it's so like, why would you say something like that about, like, you would never accept it. I don't give a sh- I don't care if you're an atheist, bruv. What? <laughs> How could you just say that? But the thing is, is that social media and the, the lingo and whatever, it's all just, there's no boundaries anymore. Mm. And I feel like I'm so not on trend at the moment and yeah. when i saw chunks's video did you see it when he was talking about how girls would say things like the, the math ain't math in oh, but the thing is like i feel like my <laughs> sister talks like that and i just don't get it i find it funny but i feel like oh someone else has picked up on it as well but yeah. it's like a younger generation thing i think but i think no i think people say those kind of things as like Actually, I don't know if people actually speak like that. Do you on a frequent. say the math ain't math I've said it before, okay. but it's not in my. It's things that we've left. It's not in my arsenal. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it's, it's not something that I say all the time. Yeah. yeah. However, I I do think that he was a bit hypocritical because he uses slang also. He got backlash. As yeah. Well about that, so yeah. that just didn't really bang for me. However, what I will say is, there's no way I could maintain a whole conversation with somebody who speaks like that. It's really difficult. I wouldn't like, be able to maintain that conversation. And also, like, if I'm someone just... says it's giving light or whatever, I don't know, whatever, whatever we've got in here, and you don't get it, how do you, like, pick up on... <laughs> that's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah. Like, someone's like, it's giving X thing, right? Yeah. And you don't actually get it, so you're sitting there like, okay, what's it giving? Like, that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> and you can't that's say good, that. That's a valid point. You can't even say it. But you shouldn't... You, but you, no, but the thing is, it's not dumb. At the end of the day, I don't speak like that. Sorry. Yeah, me. I, honestly, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "What's it giving?" I'll be so confused. I'd be like, huh? "My sister gets so." I need weird. explanation, yeah. please. Yeah. Continue the conversation. You know what it is. Where we going with we this? unpack. Communication yes. has regressed. Yeah, it's Four so- sentences are no longer a thing. But do you feel like when we were younger, people felt the same way about us and the way we talked? Probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think. No, I think it's another level now. I'm sorry. I think we're getting older, and that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, I'm old. I'm telling you. I don't understand anything <coughs> anymore. I was doing a little two-step in my lesson while we were watching a video, and one of my students goes, yeah, miss, get sturdy. I said, what, what's that? <laughs> Apparently, it's a dance. Get what? Sturdy? Get sturdy. I've never heard of that. I'm not going to lie to you. Another boy the other day, do you know what he said to me? What? Do you know where the fruits are? The whole class started laughing. I said to him, I'm actually going to find out what this is about, and I'm going to finish you. That's when I sent you the thing, because I don't have TikTok. So I was trying, they said, I, I knew it had something to do with TikTok. It's that voiceover where the guy says, do you know where the fruits are? And then the girl in the shop tells him. And then when she walks off, he goes, oh, you got to back off or some oh, shit like that. Oh, I saw the video. Do you know that I spent 30 minutes looking to find out? I went back to him. I said, are you mad? Are you mad? I couldn't believe it. He was laughing. He was like, miss, I didn't mean it like that. I just, it was just a TikTok trend. I said, you don't have to catch me outside. I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it after. Yeah, do you know where no, the fruits yeah, are? Yeah, she sent it to but me. You know when you sent it to me, I was so confused. The kids keep me I young. was watching it. Yeah, they I keep me saying, abreast. That's the best thing the, Yeah, these issues. But another Twitter shambolics, or TikTok, I think the video came from. So our hot topic, was our girl Molly May. Did you <laughs> oh. Did you see they, they changed her name on Wikipedia to Molly May Thatcher? 
Oh no. <laughs> no. That, no, they you didn't. Know are so no, they didn't. They, people are dragging it now. Yeah. They're dragging it. But um I will play you <coughs> what our Molly May said before we um discuss uh the incident. That we do. And I just think like you you're given one life and it's down to you what you do with it. Like you can literally go in any direction. And when I've spoken about that before in the past, I have been slammed a little bit with people saying, you know, like it's easy for you to say that, you know, you've grown up and you've not grown up in poverty, you've not grown up, you know, with major money struggles. So for you to sit there and say that we all have the same twenty four hours in a day is not correct. And I'm like, but technically what I'm saying is correct. We we do. So I understand that obviously we all have different backgrounds and we're all raised in different ways and we do have different financial situations. But I think if you want something enough you can achieve it and it just depends to what lengths you want to go to get where you want to be in the future. And I'll go to any lengths. Like I, I've worked my absolute arse off to get where I am now. Shut up your mouth. <laughs> okay. As my mother would say. Okay. Exactly. Armals. Honestly, do you want to take it? <coughs> Go ahead, guys, because um, I've got no ads. I think when she said <coughs> 24 hours in people, yes, okay, we get that statement. Yeah. But I think where she went wrong was that she's, um, okay, she, I know what she was trying to say. She was trying to say it's one life, there's 24 hours in a day. You can do whatever you put your mind into in it if you hard, uh, if you, you know, start working hard and everything. Okay, cool, I get that. But I don't. I think where she went a bit wrong is because she has privilege. Does that make sense? And she just completely bypassed it. Yeah, and she bypassed it. <coughs> She's just saying, "I got to where I am through hard work." Yeah. Yes. Okay. But uh, didn't Molly me already? Like she, she comes from privilege, so she can't. I don't think she grew up rich. But I think she, she grew up middle class. Middle class. Okay. Yeah. I don't and know about her background. Even when she went on Love Island, she already had. Um, well, she built her YouTube. She had a YouTube channel. Yeah, before, so, Love before Love Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like YouTubers was, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so she had a YouTube channel before Love Island. I yeah. don't think she. I don't. I don't think she should have got this much backlash. I, I don't think. Like, I, I think sometimes the internet can, um, because because uh, how many Ooh, people have got money made support? No, well, apparently the entire interview was even worse. I haven't listened to the whole interview, um, the podcast, but I'm just saying, like, have we listened to the podcast and see, you know, maybe, you know how sometimes people take one clip and just run with it and just make yeah. it something that it's not. And I think like sometimes, okay, this person can say something wrong, but I think it's just a new, the way we are, it's just this new generation when it comes to internet, you think you can just... One person says something wrong. We're human beings at the end of the day. Yes, these people are celebrities and whatever. They're human beings. They make mistakes. <coughs> one little thing, they get dragged. They're going to get cancelled. You don't know. I don't even agree with cancel culture. But I, I, I think they just... I don't think it's that deep for me. Can I wade in here? Okay. <laughs> I think it's that deep. Because she... Like, I was on the timeline. Normally, okay. someone gets dragged for a day. Yeah. And then it's dead. This thing was going on for like yeah. at least three, four days. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. You guys saw it too. So I was like, she's really pissed people off, and yeah, I agree. That's I understand I, I why she pissed them off. Go on. Yeah. But I didn't. Your perspective around like we didn't see the whole video. That's fair because I haven't seen the whole thing either. But from that clip, I just want to put you in the shoes of someone that's probably been working. I don't know, forty-five plus hours week. Yeah. And they see that video and they're just thinking, well, no. Like I work, I work just as hard. Zoom. And I haven't gotten to where, you know, I haven't had the success that you want, that you might have. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that we will have the same 24. Because the thing, in, the problem with her statement is I felt like it was coming across as if she was trying to say, we all have the same 24 hours. And if you don't 
get the success that you want is because there's something wrong with you. Oh, you, you're, yeah. you didn't work hard enough. You didn't yeah. work hard yeah, okay. enough. And yeah. the Absolutely. fact that she made her point and then says at the end, I've worked really hard to get to where I want. Yeah, you've worked really hard and I applaud you for that. But, but there's probably like someone... The people that feel insulted by this are probably the ones who've contributed to the success that you have buying your products or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just felt it was off tune. Like it was, it was tone deaf. Sorry, that's what I mean. Tone deaf for her to say yeah. what she did. Yeah. yeah. I take your point though. Like people should look at the whole thing and all of that. But it was just. I understand she offended people, but sometimes there can be two people. You know, there's two ways that you can look at. You can be like, okay, yeah. even though she might become in tone deaf and. Um, you know that <clears throat> her, her, you know she's from privilege and she, she's not understanding that. But you can take that and be like, okay, all right. For me, I, I, I honestly wasn't offended. Okay, that's how you feel in it. That's your opinion at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone's got twenty four hours in a day. I disagree with you, but I just keep it moving. You know, you can even be like the type of people that you look oh, okay, successful person. You, you might take some tips from them and you keep it moving, or you might be the other person that's just like, oh. I'm offended by what she said. No, she's wrong. Like, at the end of the day, when someone hasn't gone through things or doesn't know struggle, it's really hard for them to, their mind, to be changed. Does that but make then sense? then they should shut their mouths. I understand. Yeah, she shouldn't have opened. She shouldn't have opened. I definitely don't agree with her. No, 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 of course. I know you don't agree with her. But I'm just saying, I think she, she, I don't think she actually knows she was saying well that's a problem she yeah. at the end of the day molly may is a, is a woman she's not a child that's true. um and she has a platform mm-hmm. she's also a very white woman yeah okay um and i feel like number one she was spouting that meritocracy shit that idea that if you work hard you'll achieve bullshit okay it's like starting a race and you've got a head start. Yeah. And yeah. they're telling me, oh, how come you didn't win? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because by being a white woman, she had a head start. Yeah. Okay. So to completely not acknowledge that in your speech about how hard you've worked is absolute nonsense. There are many. So for example, yes, she had a YouTube before she went on Love Island, right? So we can't take that away from her. But the YouTube algorithm in itself favors white women, favors white content creator, creators, yeah, shall I say. Yeah, yeah lots of wow. black content creators on YouTube complain about their videos not going on the like homepage and like getting like shadow banned and all that kind of stuff. So just by her existence as a white human being, but look at Amber. she is ahead of the game, yeah. right? That's not been acknowledged. And then on top of that, You've worked your ass off. You went on to Love Island, which is basically being paid to be on holiday. And then based on the fact that you were on Love Island being on holiday. Yeah. You then got even more fame, which then got you even more brand deals, which got you even more money. Yeah. For me personally, that's not hard work. I'm sure she did hard work to build up her YouTube channel, but you literally went on holiday for two months, came back, and you ended up getting more riches because of that. So... Yes, since then she's gone into her pretty little thing and I'm sure she's like working hard there. But I wouldn't say that she's picked herself up by her bootstraps, like how certain people, you know, from immigrant communities are doing right now. And as you said, there's many people who are working 60 hours a week. The aunties at the bus stop at 5am going to clean people's offices. Are they not working hard? Mm. Do they not use their 24 hours correctly? Yeah. Or is it more the fact that they're they're people who are immigrants? Or they're people who, their qualifications... One of my students today told me how in, 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 in her country, in Colombia, her mum was a teacher. Do you know what she is here? A cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've because met, that's met. what happens. And this is what I'm saying. So for her to come and say that is like... 
it's tone deaf yeah, and it's yeah. nonsensical because what you haven't done and as i said i don't feel I, I can't she's not a kid so before you go to open your mouth to speak about hard work and you know if you use your 24 hours i think you need to be more informed or you just shouldn't say things like that because she's just completely ignored the complexities of people's life and the, it's, it's, it's literally not true that if you work hard you're going to get things and you're yeah. going to achieve Many people work hard until they drop dead, and they drop dead, and they can't even leave their family twenty pound when they're dead. Yeah. Exactly. And they worked hard their whole life. I think it's because she's got that one way thinking, like you know, like. But that's ridiculous. People have told her like you've worked hard where you are, you got to where you are on your own. Do you know what I mean? So that's probably gone into her mind, and yeah. also obviously when you have privilege, you don't know you're privileged. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I. <laughs> but think again, she's very she ignorant. should know that she's privileged. I have students who are thirteen who yeah. will tell me what white privilege is as white children yeah so i just feel like it's nonsense especially in this climate i just don't think that white people have an excuse to be ignorant anymore yeah i'm sorry no that's fair and i think just i don't know if this is like wrong to say but i feel like sometimes that interview looked very personal Mm. in terms of like the questions that the guy was asking and stuff and i was just thinking i'm not gonna lie i think she should get a pr person because i'm just like you're sitting there and she must have just been thinking about herself yeah, yeah. honestly thinking, that's what i was thinking she must have answered that question yeah. thinking about herself mm-hmm. you know i wake she, if she wakes up at i don't know four or five and you know works really hard doing all these different things mm-hmm. and she's thinking to herself mm-hmm. i'm a hard-working person mm-hmm. completely ignoring the wider context but i think what's more tragic about her is I think today on Twitter I saw that she pays, I think she's looking for a social media intern. She has an ad for a social media assistant, sorry. And the salary is like 16K to 25K. Mm. And it's requesting an undergraduate degree, but the salary starts at 16 to 25K, which is next to nothing. So people are saying, well... Do you know how much my degree costs? That's not even the cost of my degree. Exactly. So people were saying, if you work so hard, well, maybe you need to work harder so you can pay people an actual living salary. That's not a a living wage. I didn't see that. That's crazy. Where does she want them to be from? Cornwall? Alright, calm down. Don't. Let's not insult people from Cornwall who are listening. No, but like the cost, the cost of living <laughs> there would be cheaper. Yeah, no, do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But London, she yeah. wants a person living in London exactly. to come and do her social media for 16k. So it just doesn't make sense because it feels like it's just a double-edged sword, and she's really messed up. She really messed up with this one. And if I were her, I'd just stay away from all, like get someone who's going to help you with PR. I or thought go all get these celebrity people would have PR people. And she might do. Um, but they just didn't know, you know, you can't control literally what comes out of her mouth, is it? You know, they can give you guidance before you sit down for that interview. But what actually comes out of I, your mouth is I don't think you. she's ever said anything like socially. She probably's never aware. spoken that much. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've checked out her YouTube. I'm not going to lie. I like her YouTube channel. But she never really talks about anything like beyond her personal life, makeup, that, That's fashion. what I'm saying. Is that she has a ton of vision. Yeah. She just sees but that's a safe way to play on YouTube. I think you should keep it like that, especially if you're stupid. <laughs> it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're not if socially aware, yeah. and you're a bit dim, brother, sell your gel, your eyelashes, and whatever else. Why not? That's not. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So she played it right. Where she messed up is going into an interview to actually talk, sister. Keep it to the eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would have been fine. It's true. She you opened your mouth and started people. talking about things that you know required a bit of nuance, as they say. And she she just pissed off a lot of people. She I didn't think give that's it. why three day, four days, five days, she was getting dragged. And I'm not gonna lie, I read that. I watched that interview, thinking, "What the hell? Like, why would you say something?" Yeah, exactly. Like that? Especially like with the demographic, like that. She wasn't her. thinking that far. And I thought, and, and I don't think this interview was recently. I think it was like last year. 
Either way. Yeah, so it just thing. came now. Wow. So I don't think she was expecting. She probably forgot about that interview. Exactly. I hope no other interviews come uh, come about, but, but that says the same thing. I do think people were taking it. Like I saw people talking about, oh, yeah, and Pretty Little Thing pay people slave wages. But you need yeah. to take that up with the company. That is <laughs> yeah, like, you're actually taking the big... Now, yeah, Molly yeah. Mo does not own Pretty Little Thing. Yeah. Also, so do most of the places that we shop from on the high street. You guys are dragging it now. The people people are going to an extreme... You I cannot... Like this internet bullying that gets to the point that, like... And changing her name to Molly May Thatcher. And I think they did Molly May Haig as well. Yeah, I saw that one. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. People, people are... Ex- I, wait, I feel like some people wait, obviously, for celebrities to do something. Just want a little thing wrong. They're human beings at the end of the day, just like but any of us. And then that's it. They'll finish them. I, just, I don't know. I just don't agree with this. That's fair. That's a very... Like yeah, the attack. I get that. Yeah, I don't like but it. But if you share your opinion, people have a... People have a, a uh, a Twitter right is to the worst respond place. Twitter to your opinion. Twitter is the worst yeah. place. Yeah. But can the- I just say, yeah, sorry, just like it's always been like that with celebrities. Yeah. Like when, like when we were growing up, it was probably tabloid newspapers. Yeah, oh, the had. tabloid yes, newspapers used to finish have them. Twitter and all of that, but it's always like. I don't know, human nature is like we build people up. And then then tear them down. down. You know, with the tabloids, before you used to read it, okay, like maybe like once a week or a month, but then people would... Honey, the tabloids were out every single day and they would run... Look what happened to Princess Diana. Look what happened to Princess Diana. Weren't no no Twitter? Weren't no Twitter involved in that? That was the tabloids that ruined that woman's life. And then subsequently led to her, her demise. Yeah. Let's be honest. In fact, the paparazzi killed her. Yeah. Let's yeah, be clear. I agree. Yeah. So no, literally, it was their fault that she died. They were chasing her. So that was without no Twitter. Yeah. This is what I mean. The the the, the public have always been vultures, yeah. and they will eat from the flesh <laughs> of the celebrities. It's getting deep here. <laughs> no, it's getting too deep. <laughs> sometimes like you know when i tweet not, not like i'm anything anyway my tweet sometimes yeah. i'm like hmm Let me just drag don't tweet person. that just because if someone tries to comment on you yeah. i'll be like who are you exactly yeah i'll get into a fight so i'll just be like okay don't tweet that you'll be you fighting on your own honey and you I keep telling her that you'll be fighting alone i know they won't come <laughs> <laughs> honey control the of the i'm just being me. clear <laughs> that Definitely i will not be taking part in any Throwing of the elbows. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too old for that now. I'm too old for that. I'm, I um, mean, I've been trying to tell you, but you're always no, ready to threaten people. No, I, I can say words. I don't have to physically yeah. fight them. Oh, so your Twitter fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter fingers afraid to tweet them. No, no, I just don't tweet now. I used to tweet a lot. Oh my God, if only people had my Twitter back in 2010. Your, t- your tweets are can still there. Guys, Good times. No, actually, no. My, my whole account got uh, deactivated really? from um, Twitter. I don't know why. Oh. Probably didn't use <laughs> she would probably time. say it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> what social media did you guys use the most? Or have you, like, or, I don't know. I don't know. Is that the right way to say it? Or which one are you the most obsessed with at the moment? Like, for me, it's Twitter right now and Instagram. Those are the only two I have. Really? Oh, well, I have Snapchat, but that's not even a concept. Yeah. Uh, TikTok? I, I don't have a TikTok. Whoa. Oh, mine, mine is TikTok. You, you're not on TikTok? Abs- no. I really respect people who are not on TikTok, you know, because it's taken over everyone's life at the moment. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've already, fi- I've, already, one. <laughs> I've already finished myself with Twitter and Instagram. So do you really think that I've come to, I'm going to come to finish myself? To be honest, yeah, whatever's on TikTok, you'll find it on Instagram. I've been I, I see some TikToks on Instagram, yes. And I see some TikToks on Twitter anyway. Because it's just like, I feel like everything's changing now. Instagram has taken over everything. 
And I used to be a Facebook person. Uh, oh my God, that's exposed in our age. Me too. Like, oh yeah, years ago, Facebook came out when I was in uni. I still have it, but just me for too. family. I have it for family. My aunties like to send me, the, you know the pictures with the rose and it says, good morning. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Ah. Them fob pictures. You know yes, what I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Under every picture, they'll like post the stickers, yeah. <laughs> and you ain't got the heart to say like, "Can you stop?" Like, you know, you got work people on there sometimes, and I've got like I have one granddad that always comments on my pictures, and he like I just can't, and you don't have the heart to say, "Yeah, like, oh, that's no. so cute though." You can't, so yeah. Oh, shall we move into our talk yeah. that talk segment later? Yes, let's go. So I get well. The reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because I feel like we represent different stages as well of, of womanhood mm-hmm. with Pfizer being the baby mm-hmm. even though right. she's not a baby and then you and then me being the grandma <laughs> um, refer to me as a yeah, yeah, yeah. for the rest of the episode <laughs> <laughs> you could be hubba uh, yes. <laughs> don't be calling me no baby I'll be <laughs> well I'll show you I'll be the little sister little sister please it's to get weird now <laughs> Okay, we could just use Manira Ikran and Pfizer. Who doesn't know? No, but I wanted to talk to you guys about like your journey to womanhood and becoming the woman that you want to be. I'm sure everybody, I, I definitely haven't made it there to her yet. Um, but, say. you know, like your journey and even like the impact that social media has had on your journey to womanhood. Like, you know, because we're at different stages so like i definitely found uh, my late 20s to be like a significant i felt something i don't know if you're in that kind of state you're not really in your late 20s yet but no i am now but you're going towards them i guess um i'm gonna go first you guys are gonna go first but (laughs) well because i'm the grandma (laughs) i don't know when you say then me and then her because when you say okay cool when you say growing into womanhood yeah yeah. Um, are we reflecting on early 20s as well? It's not just about yeah. where you are now. Even yeah, teens. Yeah. If I think of that girl. Yeah. And like who you are now, what are the differences? What have you, what are some of the things that are still the same? Life what are some changed. of the threads that have, you know, continued through your life, through your personality? Mm. You know? I don't know. When you guys, like, it's an interesting question because we don't really think about this a lot no. of the time. You don't really sit down and think about yeah. who am I. Well, I don't know if you guys do, but I don't necessarily think no. like who am I today? Who am I? Who have I been in the last four or five years? Mm. But if I were to think about, I think one of the, th- the things that stick out for me. I don't know about you guys, but in my early twenties, there was all this like anxiety about where you're going to end up, what job you're going to do, mm. what career you're going to, uh, what career you're going to have. Um, what friends you're gonna have, what success you would like. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, to the point where it was almost debilitating when you come out of university because you're like to yourself, I want to be here, yeah, and you're not, you think you should be there straight away, but you're, yeah, you're not yeah, yeah, there. definitely, definitely. So, I think in my early 20s, there was a lot of that, like yeah. a lot of it was a lot of adventure, exploring and trying like different things and things like that. But I think there was a lot of worrying about the future, mm-hmm. and then in my mid 20s, I feel like there's been a bit more stability in terms of like getting there slowly and figuring out this it's like building blocks you need to do one thing before you get to the other yeah but now i think i'm starting to move into that phase where i'm starting to value my own personal health 
and well-being more mm. than I would have in my early 20s because I didn't care about any of that at that time. It was like, go, go, go. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think as black, as a black woman and as black women, I don't want to speak for you guys, you can speak for yourselves, but I feel like I wish someone in my early 20s would have said to me, like, you know, it's, you, you know, chase your dreams, mm. but also take it really nice and take it slow because your health, your mental health, your well-being, all of that is really important. Yeah. But we don't necessarily get the freedom and the luxury of doing that sometimes. No. Because there's so much responsibility in different areas of our and life. And I don't think we see it. I had this conversation with my mum. Like, I started going to get my nails done, getting <coughs> like a manicure and pedicure for no reason, because obviously I can't paint my, t- my nails most of the time. Yeah. So I said to my mum, I, I realised that I, I never saw my mum take care of herself. She yeah. took care of everyone else. Not herself. But I don't recall seeing my mum take care of herself. I've yeah. never heard my mum say, I'm going to get a massage. Yeah. I'm going to get my nails done. No. I'm going to get, you know, those things would be far and few between and for a reason. So, like, my mum went away recently. She went to go and get a manicure and pedicle because she was going away. Yeah. But I don't remember my mum saying, I need a break. That wasn't a concept. No. Therefore, it hasn't been a concept for me. Mm-hmm. it's only as I've grown into being a woman and started to look at and say, okay, these are the kind of things that I want for myself yep. that I've actually started doing those things. Yep. But it's the reason why I didn't do it is because I didn't see it. Mama, I didn't, I didn't see my mom take care of herself. She took care of everybody else. Yeah. Not herself. Yeah. And it's, so you're absolutely it's right same. about that. It's the same for me as well. I don't know about yeah. you. And you know, it's the same for me as well. My mom, but that's why now I try to make sure that my mom, she takes care of herself, takes care of herself. Like, I'll take her, like, for a spa. I'll take her, like, you know, let's go shopping or buy her perfume. And and she'll be like, no. And, and then she'll resist. She'll be like, no, no, no. Or ask you how much have you spent on the Yeah, and I'll and be like, like forget that. As I'm yeah. like, don't worry about that. You need to look after yourself. I think my mum is becoming the woman she is now, though. Because yeah. I, I had to teach her for a while. Like, we'll go, she'll, my mum is the person that she'll get up and go and do her hair. She'll leave us and be like, oh, I've got a hair appointment. She never used to do that when we were young. And oh. she was looking out after all of us. Now that we've grown up, now she feels like, okay, so my kids have all grown up, everything. I can <coughs> do things for myself. She's hesitant sometimes, mm. but that's one of the things that she taught herself. Yeah. You know? And we had to encourage her and be like, go get your hair done. Let's go for a spa. Let me buy you this. Like, you know? So I think it's sometimes as women, maybe we feel like we have these responsibilities. Like, yeah. there's so much on us more than the boys i would say i don't know why i grew grew up in a household that like uh the yes my mom and dad both the boys and the girls had to like you know (laughs) work hard but i felt like it was more eyes on the girls does that make sense Mm -hmm. to be successful but when really and truly it should be the other way around yeah like it should be both but it should be more pressure on the boys does that make sense a lot of households are um a lot of somali households um you know the the boys is like they can do whatever they want to. It's the girls, girls, girls. But when actually it's have, the boys that have the responsibility. I don't have brothers, but all of my friends who have brothers complain about the same thing, and it feels like they're all saying that they felt when they were growing up as girls, they were not necessarily girls for a long time. Mm-hmm. They had to become young women quite quickly because mum's mm-hmm. doing a lot. And the girls basically follow the lead. And yeah. I, I don't want to be like anyone's... That, and if that's not the case in your house, then, you know, of don't course. drag us. But I mean, like, <clears throat> they've all felt like they had to quit quite quickly become an adult, whereas the boys get to have much... Lo- I don't know if that's how you... A longer boyhood, childhood. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that also links to the idea of, see, people might have be- had to become young women 
but they had to become young women to be the, like the worst part to take the worst parts of womanhood yeah the cooking the cleaning the looking after people yeah, yeah. there was no luxury involved in that do you know what i mean they didn't take the you didn't have the freedom of a woman mm-hmm. no you just had the responsibilities of one and that's what i mean and then when you say like you know becoming her then how can these young girls that now they just like cook clean you know look after the household then how would they know who they want to be until how have you figured that out um well me i feel like my whole mind is a bit different because i I became a young mom from like when i was 19 Mm. so i felt like my whole identity was being a mom. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I I feel like right now, like in my thirties, mm. is when I wa- when I'm trying to be the woman that I want to be mm-hmm. in terms of my career, in terms of my well being, in terms of my mental state, everything. Like you know, um. But before that, I didn't. I, I feel like I didn't have the luxury to do any of those things. Like you know, people used to always say to me, "Why don't you go on holiday?" What I've never seen you go on holiday. But that's because I had responsibilities. Like the majority of my friends, they, they, like don't have kids in it, and the ones that <coughs> now, the ones that now started having kids, like you know, and they'll be like, "How did you do that?" Like you know, when we was nineteen, just out and and I can't say like obviously being a um, a, a mom and being a single mom, I've I I, I can't say that I've had the um i've never i can't say i'm a single mom does that make sense because i've always had support alhamdulillah yeah your family been good to you yeah my family is like my rock i've never felt that i've missed out on anything or anything like, but i'm a mom at the yeah. end of the day like you know i ch- like every time the girls be like oh let's go on holiday i can't i've got a child to look after i've got ha- my responsibilities are mm-hmm. a little bit more different to you guys when you guys have that freedom i don't really have that yeah. freedom and i'm okay with that because alhamdulillah like I've got my child and he's my number one priority. But now that he's grown up and now that he's a teenager, I, I feel like like mama, I can step back a bit now and actually concentrate on me. Can I ask a question? Yeah. This is something that me and my friends talk about. So like we're in a similar situation. Some of us are mums with kids. Some of us are single and just, you know, a bit more free than mm-hmm. they would be. Roman we're talking streets. Exactly. <laughs> Roman, all right, calm down. <laughs> but one thing that we were talking about is at different points in you know in our 20s we were thinking about having what other the other one had yeah yeah for example they they, my friend was asking like have you ever thought of yourself in an alternative like have you ever thought of having kids and being married much earlier than you are now and i said you know what yeah i have thought about it because technically by now i think about things like you know you would have had grown up (coughs) kids by now basically yeah free but i said it doesn't I know that my life is like the way it is for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah. she told me she'd often she'd often tell me like I wish some, I always think about what I could have achieved if I didn't have my my kids. Yeah. But fast forward a couple of years, she's had like two promotions and doing really well for herself. Yeah. So it's like I think have have you at any point thought about what if I had it the other way around? And then at what point did you realize actually no everything is working out the way? I did definitely when I was in my tour, tw- like, like uh, yeah, when I was maybe Nabil was, uh, um, he was around, uh, maybe when I was like twenty one, twenty two, because that's the time I felt like you know you're like in your young twenties, yeah. And, and I was just like, I'm like a mom, like you know, <laughs> and all my friends are just going out doing yeah. things, and I can't do it, so I felt like oh what would life be like if I didn't have a child? Like, you know, mm. but then now, alhamdulillah, like, you know, that he's at the stage where he is and I'm where I am. Like, he's a, he's a te- he can do things for himself. Like, you know, when he was young, he depended on me a lot. Like, now he doesn't depend on me as much. You yeah. Know? So, 
now I'm like, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> like, I have a teenager now, yeah. you know? Not how, when people meet me, they're always like... Yeah. First of all, they're shocked that my mom, and secondly, they're like, "You have a teenager on top of it." I'm like, "Yeah, alhamdulillah." Like you know, so um, yeah, definitely, you're always gonna think like, and it's not. A, I don't think it's a bad thing to think no. like, "Oh, you know, no, if I didn't have it's a." Child. It's not like you're saying, "I wish I didn't." Yeah, you're just thinking about what if things had been different. Exactly, yeah, exactly. you're looking and at things. Been, and, yeah, it would. Do you know what? Alhamdulillah, the way things planned out because. It's given. It, it made me grow up really quickly. Like I had to grow up really quickly. Anyway, I'm. I'm like uh, you know. I'm the first daughter in the family. I'm the yeah. first child. So responsibility was already on me. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt like when I had my child, I don't know something switched, and I had to do better. Like you know, and I yeah. still have to have that responsibility. So no, Alhamdulillah. I don't. I don't think like you know. I just, Alhamdulillah for whatever I'm, <coughs> where I'm at at the moment. But now, when I said, like, I'm in my 30s, now that I'm like, you know what, Ikran, it's time to be selfish, it's time to look out for you and do things that you want to do. So this year I said to myself, I'm going to travel a little bit more. I'm not going to feel mum guilt anymore. Because uh, there was a point, like... Just leaving my, I had, I had many. He's a young man. Do you know the funny thing is, yeah, uh, he's thirteen now. Thirteen, yeah. Yeah, I've I've (coughs) had many opportunities in terms of career Mm -hmm. to get to certain places, but I had to say no and I had to reject it because of my child. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't have. Yes, sometimes I do think, okay, if I took those opportunities, I could have been those moms that. I, I could have had the choice of leaving my son with my mom. Like, you know, I have that family bond that they will look after him yeah. and they will probably tell me, yeah, do your thing. Like, you know, but just like in my heart, I just couldn't do it. Like, you know, just be being away from him for one day. is just, it's too much for me. All right, all right. She's, uh, no, now you're now No, take that back. Well, yeah, take that back right now. In every podcast, this is the take point that back right now. Take no, that last I'm line. Take I'm it back. It. Take it back. The last line. Take it back. Everything else you said, you can keep it. That last line. Take it back. No, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Oh God. No, she I was said trying to say one day. No, was, no, I was trying to say when he was young. <laughs> when he was young, I had an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I had a job abroad, and I could have gone and everything. And but the thing was, they said I can't take my child with me. It's and do you know, I I thought. Even though I spoke to my mom, and then she was like, "It's fine, just go. It's just gonna be a year." At the end, I just decided I can't do it. Maybe at the time he was young, like you know, and I just didn't. I, I was first. I was like, "Yeah, let me do it. It's just a year. It's fine." Then uh, when reality came mm-hmm. into my mind, I was like, yeah, "I can't no. do it. I just couldn't do it." You know. Yeah. So I had many job opportunities for me to to do so so many things, but I just couldn't take it. So, but now. It's true. Now it's like okay, bye. Yeah. And the weekends, who sees you? Like you know, he's with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's too big now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, it can't be. But Friday, he will come home. Oh, yeah, he will change clothes, and he'll be like, "See you Sunday." <laughs> and leave that door, like you know. But what I was trying to say is like, when he was young, I couldn't see myself. But let me ask you a question. I asked you a question about your womanhood. And you've spoken about your son for 10 minutes. I know. But that's and this is a thing. How as a mum, because I think that a lot of mums find it difficult. Obviously, motherhood is a huge part of your identity. Yeah. Right. But how do you find yourself within that? Because I asked you a question about your, your womanhood. And all you have done is speak about your son. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can separate the two. I find I, it really hard. Do you think that part of your womanhood has been massively defined 
by being a mum. Yes, 100%. <coughs> and then now, do you think that you're just, you're trying, you're coming out of that? Or yes. Do you, do you see that continuing for the rest of your life as I'm, being the I, foundation? My identity is always going to be being a mum. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. that's always going to be me. My child is always going to come first. But yes, right now, like, I'm trying to, exp- uh, you know, trying to find out who I am. What does mm. the clan want? You know, where does the clan want to be in the next two years? Um, um, I'm doing a lot of things that out of my comfort zone, taking a lot of risks like that I wouldn't have taken a few years ago. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're I still th- in that kind of, I guess, the beginning stages of coming into your womanhood yeah. as in Ikran. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not mummy Ikran. No, just Ikran. I'm trying to separate that. <coughs> it's like a glue. Obviously, you, you can't separate it. You are a mum. Yeah. But I think sometimes some, you know, it can take over people's entire world and then they're like, hold on a minute. Who am I again? Yeah. You guys should what watch do this I like film again? on Netflix called The Lost Daughter. Okay. It's got, sh- uh, got short... Uh, what's the word? Shortlisted. Shortlisted for a few um, awards. It's basically about a mum who has two daughters, but she's constantly fighting with her identity. Mm-hmm. So you see... And, and the film got awards because basically it doesn't depict... In every film or any like TV adaption that we see, we see a mum as being completely like selfless. Yeah. She gives her all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has nothing left for herself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this film is completely different. It looks at a mum just as a woman and she's so hedonistic. She puts her own feelings, her own thoughts before her kids. Yeah. And you just watch it. It's really boring. What's it called film. again? The Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter. Yeah. It's really boring. I'm just going to say that. But the storyline in it is basically she's just a normal human being, and mm. she might motherhood might not be the center of her, the center of her. World. And is that wrong? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. Um, I think for me, yeah. I I wouldn't say I had too much fun. Um, in my early twenties, but I might say I had too much fun <laughs> Go on. because. I don't really think I started adulting. Maybe until I was about 27. Really? And by that, I don't mean like I was just bumming around. But I promise you, I've worked since I was 16. Let's be clear. No, yeah. stuff for like 17. I couldn't get a job at 16. I was really distraught. Um, I couldn't find one until I was 17. Um, I've worked since I was 17. And within that time, I had, I've had three months when I was unemployed. So I'm not saying I was just out here just... But all I was doing was working, shopping, raving, and going on holiday. Repeat. Work, Mm -hmm. shop, holiday, (laughs) rave. Work, shop, holiday, rave. rave. Work, shop, (laughs) holiday, rave. Literally, Ayanapa, Miami, Atlanta, New York. Tell me more. I I was like, I I was literally just like, Turn up. That's all I knew. Yeah. I would literally be like, grind, 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 grind. I've got enough for a holiday. Grind, 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 grind. I've got enough for a holiday. I would, that's all I... Literally, Just that, boy. me and my friends, we were a massive group. When we went to Iron Apple one time, there was 26 of us. Wow. Boys and girls. Like, literally, I think I had so much fun in my early 20s that by the time I got to my mid-20s, I was like... Oh. Um, I was supposed to have my career on Smash, be married and have a child and a white picket fence and a dog. Oh my God, that's too much. <laughs> but I have been partying. Yeah. <laughs> I used to rave Friday, Saturday, sometimes even Sunday. Literally, 
I had energy. Uh, there was something yeah. wrong with me. All I did was work, spend, work, spend, work, spend, work, spend. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think at that point, I had no idea about anything. I didn't think about who I was. I didn't think about where I was going. I didn't think about nothing. Yes, I went to uni. Yes, I graduated. But I graduated, I think, in 2005, six, five, five, six. I can't remember. One of those years. And between there, I didn't become a teacher until like, till 2013. So those years in between, mm. I was just working and flying and partying and not caring about anything, <laughs> not thinking about who I was, not thinking about where I wanted to be. So I think I started late. Mm-hmm. I started late. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, but it just hadn't worked out for me in that way. So I kind of just was just floating. Yeah. And I, I definitely wasn't thinking about being a woman. I can guarantee you of that fact. But just on that, like everything that you've said, I, I remember, I think it was about a year ago, I read this book called The Defining Decade. Mm. And it's about this issue about in our 20s. And she, there's a, it's written by this psychotherapist. Her name's Meg, Meg Ryan, I think. Mm. And she basically, the book basically runs through about five of her patients, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> and they're all in their 20s. But they're all very different characters. So mm. you have like on one spectrum, you've got the one who's really having the time of her life, mm-hmm. just doing whatever she wants. Yeah. You know, working, but perhaps not thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the other spectrum, a young man or young woman who's completely obsessed with trying to make it to where they want to make it. And they've got, they're not making any time for the fun things in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the book goes through all of these different characters and she talks about how the 20s are your defining decade. Mm -hmm. It's the decade that it's not going to make or break you, but depending on how you manage this part of your life, you'll pick it up in the next decade or in future decades. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean like if you fuck up your 20s, you're going to fuck up your 40s and 50s, mm. but you're going to have to learn those lessons at some point. And one thing she says in it is <clears throat> this thing that, this dream that we were sold of like, you know, you're going to go to uni and things are just going to work out for you. You're going to have a job and things. <laughs> and that's not how society works out. <laughs> Literally, it's not how it's worked out. And we've all ended up having like this extended, I feel for myself in it, extended I don't know, teenagehood, adolescence. And it's like, you're in your 20s and now you're just living the dreams that you had in your teenage years, but with the money and the time to do it. Because I had the cash money. So it's not like, you think of it now as coming to, you know, realising it late, but maybe you were just living the dreams that you had. Do you know what I mean? And if it was another person, maybe they would have done that a lot earlier or whatever. But it's just interesting because I really feel like in my early 20s, I was like obsessed with trying to focus and get, you know, focusing on uni, focusing on getting a job and all of that. Mm. And I was literally running the risk of not having that time for enjoyment. I had holidays and things, but I was just, yeah, I just now I'm really, really embracing the fact that you need to have enjoyment. You need yeah. to enjoy. Because yeah. otherwise... And it's not wrong to enjoy. Yeah. And... Yeah, I definitely did my enjoyment. I think I did go into panic mode slightly uh, after that um, because I woke up and was like, "Oh crap! Uh, what have I? What have I got here? Yeah. I've got nothing to show." Uh, this, this this vision, this idea of having something to show, especially mm-hmm. because my siblings, like Mashallah, they're all really successful, um, and I'm the youngest as well, yeah. which I don't think helps. Um, so I definitely was looking around me thinking. As the kids say, it's giving bum. It's, it's, it's giving, you failed the mission. It's, it's, um, yeah. So I think that I 
definitely started working towards not being a woman again it wasn't focused on my womanhood being an adult yeah. first yeah. yeah i started focusing on adulting first i need to get my career in check i would say that in terms of like womanhood and like who i am as a woman and how i want to feel as a woman um and then after 30 I would say yeah. uh, 29 was a really like defining year for me. I don't know why. I just had a, there was a feeling in my, I don't know. It just, no, my 29th year of oh, life. Oh, like oh, I just, I it just, I, I don't know. Felt the shift, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I felt that when I was 30, I um, felt that shift. I they don't know say like was. when you get to the, thir- when you get to 30, it's your, it's like your peak, not your peak, but you're so confident. Yeah. So you feel complete, I think. I don't know if that's what yeah. the feeling that you were feeling, but you know the funny thing when you don't have the anxiety like, or the insecurities of your twenties, like not as much, yeah. Things. Like Muni saying she was doing enjoy, like, you know, she did a lot of enjoyment in her twenties. Mm. Now that I'm in my thirties, I feel like now is the time to do enjoyment for me. Okay. It's like yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Like I was yeah. so serious in my twenties. Yeah. Like motherhood, work, just make sure that you're providing for this child, you're doing things that you need to yeah. do. Yeah. But now I'm like, it's time for Ikran. It's time yeah. for Ikran to do to travel more without feeling guilty. It's time for Ikran to would you call it do things that she wants to do, achieve some of the goals that uh, that she's been saying that she wants to do for a long time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And without the guilt, I would yeah. say as well. So it's funny that like you know, our lives are a little bit opposite. Yeah. If I were to ask you guys, so obviously we're talking about uh, like aspirations and stuff like that. But when you're thinking of the woman that you want to be, how do you want to feel as that woman? What do you want that to feel like? Forget about things. How do you want that to feel? I would say peaceful. Peaceful. If I had to say that. Just content. Content. Life, yeah. Like, I, I don't... Like, you know, a lot of people chase money... Like they they think like money equals happiness. Like I have to. There's some people they they have to get to a certain place thinking enough money. That's it. Then I'll be happy. No, you can be happy. You can be content with just the little that you have. So I think for me, it, the feeling where it would be content. Yeah. What about you, Faisal? Can you come back to me? I'm still thinking. <laughs> Literally. I think for me it would be. Um, confident oh yes um and the reason i would say that is is because i've always been like quite like a loud person a silly person but i don't think i've always had confidence um i definitely didn't have confidence in my younger years um i've I've, i found some terrible poems that i wrote when i was a child that really made me think (laughs) not as in they were bad like quality but they really made me think you actually were living a lie like you fully didn't know who you were the things i would write down i wrote a poem about wearing a mask and like how people don't really know me and like i was like Ra, you were actually confused about your being how old are you when you wrote that 14 because i actually put signed and dated it and wrote the time of night that Ooh. i wrote it um but <laughs> i've kept that i kept it because and i still have it i'm like I don't want to be that person ever again. Yeah. I want to be confident. Um, I want to be confident in myself, but also in sharing myself with other people. Mm. As a woman, I think that that is, that is one thing that I would really want for myself is confidence. Mm. I think for me, 
I don't think selfish is the right word to use. And it sounds really negative, but no. I don't know. You can help me think. No, of being one. selfish no, is necessary I think sometimes. Is really that would have been my third word, selfish. But like, just being like now, I'm starting to learn it. In terms of, uh, and I was going to ask you guys this question as well, but I'll, I'll come back to it. But I feel like now I'm starting to learn that the woman that I want to be has to save a bit of herself for herself. One hundred percent. Everything is, is for everybody. Yeah, everybody. and not everything is your responsibility to do. Mm-mm. Like, oh, I think I'm learning like, that as well. Wallahi, yeah. especially being the oldest daughter. Like you know, sometimes you feel like you give yourself. To much. everyone, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. everyone wants a piece of yeah. you. Everybody wants you to do. Everyone's like the first person they think for, uh, you know, whenever there's a trouble, something going in the house yeah. is your name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely, and I found it hard to do that. You know, I found it really like yeah, I found it hard to be like yeah, it's Nail. a huge and thing, and you take a t- take a long time to to learn that as well. Yeah, it's not going to exactly. happen overnight. And part of it is being another another word. Sorry, I know it's one word, but self aware. Like oh I'd hell say, yeah looking at so far where I am in my womanhood, I can only compare it to like my early 20s. I was not self-aware. I was just like doing things without thinking. And it comes down to like your emotions as well. How you react to certain things. Triggers, for example. Oh. I'm not, I like, and I used to have the opinion of being like, well, this is just who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've got the mentality where it's like, well, actually this thing, you know, it's not a particularly great quality to have. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. But now yeah. you're at the stage of your life where you're like, I actually want to work. And improve that thing. So it's becoming more aware of how you come across to people, mm-hmm. how other people embrace you as well. But then yeah. also knowing when to accept that it's not your problem if people don't like you or they don't. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. that's something that comes as you get older. Yeah. You care less about definitely opinions yeah, you, and what they you, think about X, You come into your yeah. own identity, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And so once like you become more secure in yourself, I guess the less you will feel like you need to care as much what people think of you of course that doesn't mean you go out of your way to offend people or whatever no, no, no. but some people just won't like you but from the yeah. sight of you exactly and when you're young even just like watching my students just so like it's, it's sometimes it's heartbreaking how much they care about what people think and how much it really causes them a lot of heartache mm-hmm. and i guess part of growing up not even just becoming a woman just growing up in general is kind of shedding that Mm-hmm. Um, because it is it's harmful if you live like that you you will you will never be yourself and I guess that's what I was writing in that poem I was so busy trying to like be what I thought people wanted me to be that I actually became about confused yeah. about who I was yeah. I didn't know what I was doing yeah that's why I wrote about wearing this mask that I take off when I go home because now I can actually be myself rather than like this fake version that's of so myself deep, you know? yeah. nah bruv I read that At to my therapist I read that to my therapist I read that to my therapist <laughs> we discussed that in a session (laughs) another thing is i feel like you can't become forget being the woman that you want to be you can't be the person you want to be if you don't tap into the things that bring you joy so like for me for example since i've been a kid i've always loved reading and i've always loved writing Mm -hmm. at some point after uni it just died i stopped doing it and it's just now that i've started doing it again and i don't know it sounds it's gonna sound so nerdy to say this but it really makes me happy like just to write something i love touching the pages of a book so and the smell (laughs) okay i got and actually read oh you've got kindle (laughs) no honey no i actually have (laughs) to read a book yeah Yeah, but no you're right it's tapping into what they call it your inner child that that's what we're gonna call it tapping into your inner child that's so funny whatever makes you happy whether it's like traveling or dancing i don't know what it is but if you used to write poems 
I know, but I haven't done that like years. Try it. Like when I was younger, I used to write poems all the time. I think like if I go back to my old email, yeah. you see all my poems on there. This week, you need to write one poem and see how you feel after Ooh. doing it. It's just like, yeah, it's not going to make you realise your womanhood. I don't know about mm. that, but it's just doing more it things might. that you enjoy. Like you going to the spa with your mum or her doing that now. It's that just, yeah. <laughs> it's nice. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So what does, um, you know, her mean like becoming that woman what is it like is there a goal is that you feel like okay i'm i'm the person that i want to be obviously like we change every year like you know we're not the same person we were last year things happen that changes our mind but do you have this one thing that you can say you know what i've actually become the woman i want to be that makes sense i don't think i have like a, a landing point um I don't think that there's any way that I would... I can't picture it as in visualise it um, yeah. and say, yeah. Because I think that we're always going to be growing. Um, you know and I if you're that? not, I guess you're going to get bored. Do you know why I say that? Because a lot of people have goals. Like, you know, when they say becoming... This is the person yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. be. They'll be like, okay, I've, I've done... I've put those goals. I've ticked them. Okay, I'm that person. But then the problem is whatever goal you put, you want to exceed it. So after you've, you've ticked all your goals, let's say one of your thing was just to become a, a millionaire. You've done that. So now what? Now you're trying to become a billionaire. Multi-millionaire. Yeah. And again, that's why I asked you guys the question about how would it feel? Because it's not always a value. Yeah. Like, as in, there's not. it's not always a numerical value or an object, yeah. you know? So I guess, yeah, for me personally, I don't have like an ending place. Um, and I've, you know... Every, I'm a work in progress, honey. That's been my WhatsApp status for five years. <laughs> because that is that is it. We are constant works in progress. Well, I guess we need to kind of wrap up the end of the Talk That Talk segment. So Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah. So I guess that wraps up our Talk That Talk segment for this week. Yeah. Yep, yep. Pfizer, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And I hope you enjoyed your, your time here. I did. And I just um, want to say, this podcast, I can just see how it's going to grow and blow up. Inshallah. I enjoy Don't it so us, much. Please. I listen to it on my walk sometimes. And I just think, honestly, you guys keep doing it. It makes me laugh. I'm sure your supporters feel the same way. But just Shut keep up. Well Thank you. Thank you. Well done, Sahara. She's not here, though. <laughs> it's okay. You're keeping her seat warm. But um, yeah. Uh, I don't have a, a, get, a get out of here this week. I'm not feeling any, you know, I'm not feeling particularly ambitious. Um, <laughs> do you know what? what? Do you know what needs to get out of here? What? The month of January. Yes. Oh. We're tired. Yes. <laughs> we broke. Yes. <laughs> I need money. Yes. <laughs> it's, too, like, it's too cold. Get it out of here. It's too cold. Get I feel like it's, here, getting a, it's getting colder. I know, it's only going to get colder, though. So <sighs> that's not my why I want to get rid of January, but literally it's just long and dark like yeah it's just it's just so um, depressing winter climate change everybody can get out of here yeah winter's <laughs> actually, winter's actually not my favorite molly season may, get out of here. literally molly may everything winter's but, not um, my favorite season at all no nah. i like the clothes i like the jackets i like yeah. the i don't like anything about winter me neither no, I, i'm with you on that one I like the garments. I do like the, I do no, like the garments. There's nothing that I love about this season at all. I don't get it. Like, I just want to get my turs out there, so I want a bit summer. <laughs> do you know what um, I'm saying out here? Uh, what do you call it? How much money I'm spending on gas? Ah! Oh, 
Because oh I forever have my heating on. Oh, no, mine's on a timer. But you're working from home. There should be something you can claim for that. Um, there really should be in there. I, I think there was that. a working from home fund. You need to go on the government website. I need to. What was it like? Fifteen pound or something? No, I think it was like a hundred or something. You should be mm. able to because you've got more expenses like your electricity. Yeah, like I have. You know, you know, easy. I have like you know the fluffy, fluffy um socks. Yeah. I put it on the heater. I put it on the heater. Yeah, and then I just. Like, so, uh, yes, that wraps up our season two, episode two. two. In the year of 2022, <laughs> uh, we have been uh, pirates and a Caribbean. Thank you so Bye. much, Faisa, for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Anytime, babe. Do you like my radio voice? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Francis. No, we're not crying out. That's very we're not crying out. It's <laughs>